Amen. Glad to have everyone here. And uh, I'll just add a little, one little thing to add on with what Woods said. Uh, please uh, feel free to ask any of the elders about this incorporation. We've spent a lot of time on it. We read this and had the lawyer rewrite it several times. And uh, so we really feel it totally reflects who we are. It didn't change anything. It just reflects who we are. And so, but you can ask any of the elders and we should be able to answer your questions. And it, that's myself, Carlos, Woods, and Greg. So, you know, just grab any of us and we should um, be able to answer or in, discuss it in home group, whatever, you know, just so everybody knows. But again, it's just, we feel it just totally reflects who we are, and there's copies of it in the back. So, and it, it you know, so if you just pick it up, they're back there, and you know, um, if you feel possessed <laughs> to read the whole thing, God bless you. And but <clears throat> anyway, uh, the doctrinal statement is always the thing you need to read, and their values, and they haven't changed except the one issue that. Woods, Woods brought up. Birth in her back, get copies, ask us. And, and again, I'll just repeat again, December 11th, you know, we'll solidify it. And what we do mean solidify it, then we'll take these documents, forward them back to the lawyer, and they officially, before the state of Virginia, become our documents forward. So anyway, all back there. And thank Woods for putting all that together. I thank the guys for meeting together and talking about this. I always thank them each time <laughs> so they come together and, and, and work these things out. I, I have to remind myself, they do have other jobs. and <laughs> It's like families. All right. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love. And Lord, we thank you for your word because you speak to us through your word and we can have an understanding of what you're doing. And, Lord, we just truly want our eyes set upon you and follow you and what you're uh, doing in the world and how you're using us. <clears throat> so I pray the word will go out powerfully this morning and hearts will be stirred. And I pray you anoint me that I just speak words of the Spirit and people will be encouraged, Lord, and give glory to you. So we praise you, dear God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We'll turn, if you will, uh, to Joshua. As you know, we're going through the book of Joshua and seeing how that is a physical picture of what the church is going through spiritually now and talked about those issues and the title of the message this morning is Jericho it's Jericho so we're in uh, Joshua chapter 6 and I'll just read the first two verses here about Joshua at Jericho says this now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites no one went out no one came in then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its kings and its fighting men. Now, um, so you have this picture, you know, and, and it's, it's they're moving the Israelites. Guys are giving them this promise of the land. Well, they're in it. I mean, they have moved in. So they have, they're moved in the land. So Israel is in the land. You could say... The promises have been fulfilled. They're in the land. Well, we're going to have some lessons about fulfilled promises and being in the land. Because being in the land and being in the kingdom doesn't exclude conflicts. <laughs> okay? So you think, I'm in the land and everything's perfect. I'm in the kingdom and everything's perfect. I became a Christian and everything will be perfect. And it's like, well, no, no. You know, there's, we, there's some work going on here. Now, 
So although Israel is in the land, and again, we, we're looking at, they entered this you know, some 2,000 years ago, uh, not quite that long ago, 1,500, but they, they, uh, they, they move um, plus 2,035. Anyway, I'm kidding. You know, it's a long time ago. They went into the land before Christ was born, and uh, so they ta- they're taking pos- possession of it. And so as they take possession of it, they're going to see that there's a lot of obstacles they face now. And we're not going to look at it just as a historical book, which is very true, but we're going to see how this is a picture that guides us today in the church. And, it's, and, and so I want you to pay really close attention to what God's trying to tell us. And, and the Old Testament just gives us something we can see. And sometimes it helps us we can see something. And then he says, this is how I'm working in the Spirit all around us. Now, so now what we have here, the first obstacle the Israelites have is Jericho. They're in, you know, they're in, they're ready to move forward. But there's Jericho, this massive city right here that is pagan. And these people do not want the Israelites there. Now, what's interesting is they stand there in the city, you know, they're, they're, excuse me, they're in the land, they're in the land. And he says, now I want you to take Jericho. And it's very important to understand something when you read that. It, God tells them, says, I have given you Jericho. You know, it's not like we think, oh, we'll conquer the city, and we'll think we took this, you know, uh, city for God, you know. Well, yeah, but that's not what happened. He said, no, I have given you Jericho. He's the one. God is the initiator. God is the one that started the invasion. God is the one that moved forward, moved forward to Jericho. So the Lord says, I have delivered Jericho. Well, the walls are still up. It's full of an army. They don't like us. They don't want us here. He said, well, man, I have given you Jericho. Now, we say amen, but we know the story, right, of Jericho. So I've given you Jericho. Okay, great. We'll go in and get it. He said, no. God said, no. First, I want you to do this. I want you to get your army together, all the men. I want you to get the Ark of the Covenant. I want you to get some rams, horns, and I want you to... For six days, I will march. I want you to march around Jericho once a day for six days. Okay. <laughs> it's like, okay. Then on the seventh day, I want you to march around Jericho seven times. And at the end of the seventh time on the seventh day, I want you to blow the ram's horn and shout, and the walls will fall down. Okay, <laughs> that's the plan of evasion, invasion of Jericho. It wasn't get the army together, get them squared away, attack. You know, here's a, no, not, this is, I'm, I've given you Jericho. This is what you have to do to take it, and you will take it, take this obstacle. Now, this account is fascinating. You know, the kids who love Sunday school, you know, the walls of Jericho will fall and the kids will sing it and, every, and the kids understand that picture and we, think, and we see the power of, of God in, in that, in that Old Testament sense. However, what's interesting, the lesson is not, is not that we need to march around the walls of a city seven times and the walls will collapse. That's, that's not the lesson. And, I, and I'm not being critical. I'm just 
kind of observant that I don't necessarily agree. And certain pastors, and I've read about, they want certain things, and they'll take their congregation, and they'll march around it, you know. I mean, hallelujah, if you want to do that. I just don't think this is what this is talking about. <laughs> I think what it's talking about is like, God said, I've given you Jericho, and you take it, you do what I say. To take it, you need to do what I say. Okay. You said take it, then also I have to do what you say. And so it's, it's, they marched around seven times. But what the, what the physical Old Testament account gives us is really New Testament, New Testament spiritual insight of how to conquer our Jericho and our immovable obstacles for the kingdom of God. That's what he's telling us. He says, I'll move those, but I am showing you how to move those. And it says, well, they physically marched around it, so I'll just, that's what it says, so I'll physically march around it. Now, the thing of it is, in the Old Testament land and the New Testament kingdom, both of them have a very clear principle. Old Testament land, New Testament kingdom. God's people need to hear God and do what he said. All God's people? Amen. You know, and, and, I'm, and again, you read the Bible, he tells you what to do. And I'm just saying, this is me, Wallace talking commentary. I don't believe God's telling us to march around the walls and they'll fall down. But that's what the Bible says. That's what, but that's not what he's telling us to do. He told Israel to do that. He says, you do this. And when you do it, the walls will collapse. And said, wow. So what do we learn? He told them. <laughs> they did it. And it happened. The lesson for us, he'll tell us. We hear him. We do it. And what happened? Amen? Now, that's how you make these applications in Old Testament physical sight that you do, well, this is the principle that happened. Therefore, we will do this and we know this spiritually happened, but God will tell us something. He will show us something. For instance, why did they, when the Israelites went into, they're in Israel, and he's given them the kingdom, okay? Why did they attack Jericho first? I'm, I'm not trying to be a trick. He told them. <laughs> he didn't tell them to attack the other day. He said, that's the reason they attacked Jericho. Why don't you attack Jericho? He said, attack Jericho. See? And then before you attack, now, why did they march around it seven times? He told them. You know? And then what happened, they did what he told them, and the walls fell down. It's kind of almost like God says, you know, you really don't have nothing to do with this. Pay attention to me and do this, and the walls will fall down. That's understand. Don't get thinking you're too, you know, important in this thing. It's me that the walls why the walls fell down. And therefore you pay attention to me. And, and, that, and that's the lesson. That's the Old Testament lessons. And the New Testament lessons. You know. There's a one thing. And I think it's a proverb. And it says. Don't depend on the strong horse. Or the power of your arm. It's the Lord that gets the victory. You see. But all big armies. And we all the successes. Are with these strong horses and strong men, you know. He said, yeah, that's right. Now you, but they don't get the job done. I win. I win. 
You know, if you will, don't get the horse before God. <laughs> okay. So, so, the, so there's a principle here. And when you understand that, and so you see all these Israelites, they're, kind of, they're in the land. And God says, now, you, you know how you got here and there's lessons you got here. Now continue. You're going to need to move. Follow me. Do what I say. And I am going to carry out. And, I've, and listen, this is so interesting when you read it. God has already given them the land. He already gave it to them. Now they conquered. Europe says, no, I've already given it to you. Now do what I, say, what I say, and all the enemies will be dispersed. So that's what happened to Jericho. So we see the importance of what's happening here in, in Jericho and understand. Because when you look at Jericho in the human mind, in the human mind say, here's this massive city. Here's this massive city. I want you to conquer it. So our human mind, we know what we do. But God goes, so this is how you're going to conquer it. You're going to march around it seven times. And you go, well, God, that makes no sense. That makes no sense, God. How? You can't. It, it, it won't work. It won't work. And so they just did it, and it fell down. I said, wow, God, that worked. That, that, you did that. You did it. Well, how many times in our spiritual life, God says, this is what I want you to do. We say, God, this doesn't make sense, and it doesn't work. We don't have the army to take the wall. We don't have the capacity. And then what you're telling us to do doesn't make sense. Why do we do it? Because <laughs> I told you to. You do what I told you to. Amen? So all of a sudden we see this picture of the Israelites going into Canaan and that, and they're experiencing and God's teaching them to how to walk in the Spirit. He's teaching them how to walk, and they see it. And because sometimes, how many of you, I just wish I could see God move. And, you know, God's first thing he's doing is, is well, pick up one of the Bibles Woods told you about on the table and read, and you'll see him do it. He'll do it. I've done it. I've given you a picture like that. And now you obey. And I am doing it. Things you don't even see. Now he shows us physical things. But he shows us in the spirit first for us to be obedient. And then when it happens we go. Yep. I see that. I see that. And we do what he says. And we don't see it happening. I know God's moving. And I know it's ultimately going to work out. Because I did what he told me to do. But I don't see the end right here. Amen. So it's a powerful message here, really powerful message. Now, here's I'm going to carry, I'm going to carry this out to as we walk in the church in our personal Christian life, in our personal Christian life. Again, we can look at Joshua and Jericho and say, wow. Kids sing it in Sunday school. Wow. And kind of what we do is say, yeah, that's what God did then. He didn't do that now. See, well, yeah, he does. You think he'd have any problem crushing any wall now? No, that's not, but it's not his issue. It was a physical lesson that they learned that passed on to us that that's how he's moving, and we trust in him to move obstacles way bigger than mortar and stone. See, he's teaching us something. Now, Here's something we got. He told the Israelites, take Jericho. He specifically told them to take Jericho. He specifically told them how.
to take Jericho. And he said, when the walls fall down, just walk in. That he specifically. So what the lesson is, and this is what's so important to us in the spirit here, we need to hear God for our specific situation. And do exactly what God uniquely tells us to do. That's the Christian walk. You know, that's the Christian. I know about Jericho, and it happened, and I believed it. Therefore, I believe God will speak to me consistent with the Scriptures to my specific situation uniquely for me. It's not a general book for general situations for people to just generally do like that. I mean, there's general things in you kind of where there's an education, but what is is no that shows me it's specific for you. I heard a pastor say now again this is this is you all oh, you know you take on what is yours you know it's like that and, and I heard a recently two weeks ago, and he actually made this statement. I mean, good church, as far as I know, good pastor believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he made this comment, and he goes, when you read the Bible, don't personally insert yourself into it. Now, I was home in my living room, you know, when I read that, and stood up. If I'd been in this congregation, I don't know if I could have sat there. I do not know if I could have sat there. I don't think my personality is not one to holler, but I think I would have left. I think I would have walked out. It was so abhorrent to me to hear him say, but what, and now what he's saying, I know you see all this stuff in the Bible, it doesn't happen to you, and then you get discouraged, so don't believe it, put yourself in it, so you won't be discouraged, you know. And I'm saying, yeah, I have them live a powerless Christian life. That's what you're telling them to do, isn't it? Now, see, that is my bent coming out, <laughs> you know. This, uh, so, but, but what this is saying to us, uh, no, God, God will speak to our specific situation. And he'll speak uniquely to our specific situation. And I told you this before, but I'll never forget I had this lady. Uh, this was a long time ago, and she is in a horrible marriage. I mean, absolutely horrible. And literally was horrible. I mean, this guy was abusive. And she said, uh, do you think it's right? For me to leave my husband. Now, first of all, don't anybody ask you that. Don't ever even answer them. You know, I mean, that, I mean, that's a setup. You can't. Well, sure, you can leave your husband. You, you no, know, it's not in the scripture. And nowhere does it say. And she, and I'm looking at her situation, and her situation, and feeling bad for her as pastor. And I said, well, I think there's certain situations where there's abuse. And I pulled out a verse, general verse. Good verse, believer verse, inspired verse. And I said, if the unbelieving depart, let them depart. Now, I, I'm dead on, you know, scripture. The believing depart, let them depart. And God doesn't want you under that situation, you know. Then she does this. On the same chapter, she goes down, but the Lord told, you, but the Lord told me, next verse, stay in the position in which you were called. She's quoted scripture back to me. But it says this. She, she says, what do I do? I says, you do just what God told you to do. You do. He specifically spoke to you in your situation. 
You do what he said. To me, I saw the general situation, and I gave her a general first, and was totally correct, but was counter to what God specifically told her. You see what I'm saying? That helps, like in counseling. Like, here's what the Bible said. What is God telling you, you know, in Scripture? Because he's going to speak in their situation. He'll speak to me generally, but in their situation, he'll speak to them specifically. Get their input. I feel it. What do you feel? What's happening? See, because God's telling them something. God's moving something. Put yourself in the Bible, <laughs> okay? Put yourself in there. Put yourself. So, so what we have here, everybody, amen? Powerful, you know, that's a powerful lesson to me. God bless, I had enough sense that when she said God said to me, that then he, that's what he said to you. That's what he said to you. God bless you. You know, that's what you do. Then she said, but you said, I don't care what I said. <laughs> that's a general. But he told you something specifically, totally consistent with Scripture. Now, so the Old Testament picture shows what God is doing spiritually with his church. See, that picture of Joshua is saying, this is how I operate in my church. And that's what drove me crazy when I heard that guy say, don't put yourself in that. He was saying, take yourself out of that and take yourself out of the church and live like the rest of the world lives. See? See, and that's the way most Christians live, like the rest of the world. You know? See, they're nice, but they're powerless. And you can't have any power unless you put yourself in the Scripture. Now, you need to understand it and read it and know what's going on, you know. So, so we see this picture to the church. And so here's what Joshua, I think, Joshua, here's a New Testament verse that I think communicates what's happening in Joshua and the Israelites and Jericho. See, the physical march in the Old Testament is a picture of the spiritual march in the New Testament keeping in step with the Holy Spirit. All God's people. See? I see the physical. Therefore, I have a picture of the spiritual of how to keep in step with God as He moves. And you, do, you hear Him and you do what He says. Turn, if you will, to Galatians 5.25. So, our focus is on Jericho and the Israelites marching around the wall. Because God told them to. He told them to. God told them, go to Jericho. He told them, march around the wall. Look at Galatians 5.25. Today, in the kingdom. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step, march with the Spirit. <laughs> What's that? What the Israelites do, they kept in step with the Spirit. How did they do that? He said, march around this building. So they marched. Why? Because the Holy Spirit told them. God told them. And they marched because God told them to. They didn't say, hey, why don't we try this? You know. You all with me? Now look. So it's like, because here's a spiritual verse. I mean. The Bible spiritual. I don't mean that. But in the Spirit, in the kingdom of God. Since we live by the Spirit. I'm going to say, do we live by the Spirit? When we accept that Jesus Christ is our Savior, we were spirit, 
sealed with the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God lives in us. Since you live, and, and Paul's going, since you did that, march with God. <laughs> since you did that, keep in step with God. Since you did that, keep in step with the Holy Spirit. How are you doing that? How are you keeping step with the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit what are you doing? You've got to hear, you've got to obey. And he's just saying, keep in step. He'd figured we'd figured it out. Yeah, when I say keep in step, oh, they'll understand. Hear and do what I say. Amen? Now look at this, Galatians 5, 25. In your Bible, you are just right, is a note there, Jericho. <laughs> okay, Jericho. Because Jericho is the physical picture, and this is the kingdom, New Testament reality. See, you want to take your Jericho? Listen to me and keep in step with me. I told them to walk seven times. I may tell you to do something else. Keep in step with what I tell you. Lady, yeah, you can leave your husband, but her. But God told me to do this, and you walk with what God told you to do. See, now both consistent with Scripture. Scripture's not inconsistent. So, so we have this picture. Now, we spiritually, now we, want, we have all sorts of, so we have this other picture. The Israelites are in the land. I mean, this is a fulfillment of the prophecy. Uh, promise and it's hallelujah i mean rejoice you're in the land but now the land in the land is full of obstacles what happens when we're in the kingdom we accept jesus christ and accept him as our savior and we are in the kingdom but in this kingdom we run into all sorts of obstacles how are we going to handle these obstacles how are we going to handle these challenges? And the answer is, we must march in step with the Holy Spirit. See, I, and this is something we should know. Anybody who came in to the kingdom of Christ, God did not call you because you were really, really smart. That's not why he called you, you know. And he didn't call you because you were really, really, really gifted. That's not why he called you. He called you because you were lost and dead to God in darkness. And so he called you out. All right. Therefore, to live in the kingdom pleasing to God, you need to hear what he says. See? And you have, and I, I hate to make it, but you have somebody, I don't know, a, a, a janitor and somebody as smart as Elon Musk. Okay? I mean, he's, to me, he's just a smart guy. God calls them both in because they both need Christ. He saves them both by the blood of Christ. And he works through both of them by them keeping in step with the Holy Spirit. Both of them. Now, uh, Elon Musk... I wonder if Elon's ears are burning. <laughs> Elon, and the guy fascinating. He really is smart. He's a smart guy. But what, it, what God says, all you get, that's not, trust me. Give your heart to me. Now, here is what I want you to do. I want you to step out here and do this. Now, he is going to have some physical, mental capacities of his background that he could put him in situations like that. Now, I hate, anyway, this is fun. 
Everybody have fun with him. He'll put him in situations like we got the mass of the United States. And I'm going to do, you listen to me, you do what I say. I want you to buy Twitter. And I want you to start putting out good communication. All right. You know? Now, if it succeeds, it's because he heard God and did what God said, and God would bless it. See? And it's like, why did I do it? Twitter? Who wants that? You know? No, I'm calling you. Now, you listen to me. You're here just because you trust me. You're totally dependent on me. And now I'm going to tell you, I want you to buy Twitter. And, all right. Well, there's an element of he has the capacity to do it, but why he does it is because of what God told him to do it. And if it succeeds, it's because he's obedient to God. That's an example. Understand? Without that, understand? Now, I know a man, and I, I've told you this story before, and I was ministering to a guy, and he's like a paraplegic, and I was in the ministry in this, and there was a janitor, and he happened to, uh, well, he, he, uh, English wasn't his first language. And so he came in, and so he had seen me ministering to this guy, and he's, he's the, the janitor in the hospital here. And so we got to talking, and he says, that good? And he said, um, and, and he says, uh, you want me to pray with this man with you? Well, he's the janitor came in and said, you want to pray with the man? I said, well, sure, you know. So he prayed. It's like, oh, my God, this guy was like calling heaven down on this, <laughs> you know, I mean, a powerful prayer. And I said, well, really? And so it made me ask where you go to church. How'd you come to know the Lord? And he told me, I asked, I came to know the Lord, and he was an immigrant, and here, didn't have any money, broke, and he gave me his his uh, testimony, how he came to understand, come to Christ, you know, believed on Jesus as his Savior. Again, English not his first language, educated in different country, you know, just the, just everything going against him to be able to earn a decent living. This is all he could do is do a, a, a janitor. And says, when the God called me, I said, God, what do you want me to do? And God told him. So now here, the, here he got the janitor, and he came to Christ, cleansed by the blood. All right, just like Elon, we wish he'd be cleansed by the blood. And he says, God, what do you want me to do? He said, I want you to minister. And it's a true statement. And this was 30 years ago, because this is a big issue then. It's in wrestling. He said, I want you to minister to the AIDS patients in this hospital. And he said, I tried to, and they wouldn't let me in to do it and so I t- but they had a need for a janitor so I went to work to be a janitor for them and they'll let me c- go and clean the section for the AIDS patients and then I witnessed to all the AIDS patients so he did what God said now why would he be successful God told him he did what he said. He specifically told him to go in the sections where the aged people were. He specifically go. And he is using all his talents to get in there, which was cleaning floors. And he shared the good news. He didn't ask, God didn't ask him to buy Twitter. He didn't ask him to buy Twitter. Now, if he really wanted them, he could give them all the money and the gift of tongues and stuff. No, that's not, you're not going to happen to that. And you know what? He didn't ask Elon to be a janitor. 
<laughs> he didn't. He said, no, I, I can, I'm going to use you something different. But the attitude of both men are exactly the same. The attitude within the kingdom is exactly the same. God, I'm forgiven, cleansed by your blood. You call me into your kingdom. Now, God, I want you to direct my life. I want to hear you. I want to hear you specifically and how you want to uniquely use me. What's the difference between a person like that and Elon Musk? There's no difference. In heaven, which of the two, if they're obedient, come before the Lord, would receive more rewards in heaven? Who would God rejoice over more as they come into heaven? Which of the two would he rejoice over? See, it's the same. It's the same. What's the, and what's the same is their heart in the situation, hearing God specifically and him using them uniquely. Oh, God can never use me. He, God will use you exactly how he wants to use you. Hear him in the situation you're in, and he will uniquely speak to you using the same scripture. How God you uniquely speak to the janitor, how God will speak to Elon Musk, and we pray he does, same way. Same word, same way, same thing. Amen? And this guy, I was stunned by him. And he would come in, he, <laughs> he just joined our group. He'd come in, we'd pray with us all the time. We'd pray for the patients. He was, I mean, I was so encouraged with this guy, I couldn't believe it. I mean, it's amazing. You know? And earthly, he had nothing. Earthly, he had nothing. You know? And God goes, I got the place for you. Listen, it's going to be specific and it's going to be different. I'm going to talk to you different than I talk to other people. But listen. So that's what Joshua tells us. See, that's what Joshua tells us. I'll call you. And he's, I'll tell you what city, and I'll tell you how to do it. But God, this doesn't make sense. I'm telling you, march around it seven times. And just holler at it, and it's going to fall out. You know, that was unique, specific to them. Unique and specific to them. Now, so <laughs> as we, can I get an amen like Amen. And so it shows how God works and moves within his church, within his people, wherever they are, wherever they are. Now, how uh, another translation for 525 here says, you know, it says, uh, (coughs) excuse me, it says we're keeping step for the spirit. There's another translation that says this. If the spirit, if the spirit is the source of our life, let the spirit also direct its course. If the Spirit's the source for that, let the Spirit direct our course. Now, how much logic is it? The Lord is, you know, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's the source of my life. All kinds of people say. Well, if that's so, let Him direct the course of your life. See, the two go together. Because if you don't let Him direct the course, I don't know that the first statement was true. I don't know the first statement was true, Right? You know, he is, you know, he is the source of my life. But I not him directing my course. I don't think so. I don't think so. Now, so Paul reminds us that since we have been made alive by the Spirit, we also are to walk in that same Spirit. Spirit leads, we follow. We stand on the Holy Bible, rejecting anything that contradicts the Bible. 
However, standing on the solid word of Scripture, the Holy Spirit will speak uniquely to us. And see, I didn't say may speak directly. He will speak directly to you. But you, you see, there's an element of a commitment here. Is he the source of our life? If he really is, then there's an element that we're a little more open for him to be direct our course. But acknowledge him source, living his source, then we're more open that he direct the course of our life. We hear him and we do what he says. Now, that's the church. That's the church. Now, again, y'all don't know who this guy is. It might have been somebody overseas I was listening to on the radio. That preacher stood up and told them not to do that. He said, don't. Don't put yourself in Scripture. That's what he did. Now, this is a believing guy. I mean, but again, in order that people aren't disappointed, you know, I'll make a soft fall for you. Make a soft. Okay, now, so here we go. Now, it's probably so good. He gives us pictures of how he uniquely guides us, all right? Now, here's a, this, this is fascinating. And again, this happened halfway through the book of Acts, you know, so this is stuff is going on. Uh, all the epistles are written that fit in the book of Acts, so it's all connected. And the only reason I'm saying this is that, no, it's for us to understand and apply to ourselves. Okay, the Holy Spirit, and here's the point, just like, Jericho, the Holy Spirit will speak to our situation and uniquely guide us. Look, if you will, at Acts 13 2 4. We got the Apostle Paul and Barnabas here. They're having a big church meeting. Big church meeting. Acts 13, verse 2 through 4. Again, we're talking about God speaking to us, Holy Spirit speaking to us, and guiding us. And he says this while they were worshiping the Lord, and fasting, the Holy Spirit said. So see, we need to really pay attention to when Adam's leading worship, you know. He, God might just speak to us. <laughs> Some of those songs, he said, oh my gosh, that song just touched my heart. And it's so emotional. Why? God's in the place, you know. God moves in his people, you know. Moves in his people. So while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said. And I'm just, I, again, I mean, what did the Holy Spirit do? Just in what I read. The Holy Spirit said. <laughs> he said. They didn't read it. He said it. Okay. And again, it's the personality, the person of the Holy Spirit. When they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said. Set apart for me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work which I have called him. What work? When he called them to. I called, I called Paul, all right, out the door. Good luck, buddy. I hope it works out. No, he called him for a work. He called him for, I'm serving Jesus. I have no work. And maybe Jesus ain't called you yet. Because when he calls you, he gives you a work for his prayer. Okay. The Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work which I have called them. So after they fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them all. And the two of them were sent on their way by the Holy Spirit. Departed. The two of them sent on their way by what? Holy Spirit. 
You know, what, what is he? He told the Israelites, you're going to conquer Jericho. But, you know, you really don't have much to do with it. You really don't. Oh, no, I just want you to march around it seven times. All right? Give. We just call him Paul, you know, and Barnabas. He said, call him out. Holy Spirit said, call these two guys. The work I called them to, and then I'm going to send them to. And they're going, okay, whatever. Okay, we'll go. But why'd they go? Why'd they go? See, it's a good idea. You know, when somebody, missionary, says something to you and your heart breaks, and gosh, and you know, I want to feel sorry for these people and I'm going to write them a check. It may not be anything about God. There may not be anything about What's about God is what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. Tells you to do. And so here we have a real clear indication is God and the Holy Spirit will speak and give direction just like he did to the Israelites in Jericho. Whole thing. Now, the Holy Spirit will continue to speak uh, to us throughout our journey in life. He doesn't just speak to us one, you're done, one and done, you're done. You know, he doesn't do that. He continues to speak with us. And so I'm going to show in Acts 16, Acts 16, verse 6, I'm going to read this. Now, what I did is... I mean, I ask God for forgiveness for this. They put a lot of foreign countries in there and stuff, and we get confused by that. So I just put some United States states and cities in there. So, okay, so you're going to see like Baltimore and whatever. So I'm just trying to make a point. I just put those cities we know in the place of the cities we usually don't know that well. So here we are. So Paul, he's doing his thing. Okay, he's been called. He's going out, God sent him, Holy Spirit speaking to him, and so he's on fire moving out. And so we have in Acts 16, 6 through verse 10, I'm going to read this to you. And Paul and his companions continually continued traveling, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word. Pause. The evangelist, I sent you out. You're going to do what I say. And I'm the one. It's not you. You understand. Now do what I say. And I'm sending you out to these people. And you're going to these people. And he says to them, you know. He was kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word. You know, I think the Holy Spirit every once in a while tells it, just shut up. You know, gosh. You know, not the time, not the place. You know, listen, because it's not you, it's me. But I'm here, and if they would just open themselves to my full logic and understanding, they could see you. You know, nah, not, this is not working right. Just don't say anything. I don't want you to share that. See? But if, even if you're at it, God, whatever you tell me, okay? I'm telling you, not here, not now. That's what it says. And I've had people rebuke me when I tell them, God would never have you not share the word. Well, he did Paul. I mean, if he had told him not to share it, he'd tell me not to share it, you know. And it's like, so again, it's what does the word say? But that's what it says. Having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word. He said, no, not here. I've got something else going on. I've got something else. This isn't your Jericho. Over here is your Jericho. This Jericho is for somebody else. You go to your Jericho. That's what he's saying here. So here we go. Read again. Paul and his companion, companions continued traveling, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in North Carolina. 
when they came to the northern border of Virginia, they tried to enter D.C., but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. What about the poor folks in D.C.? I mean, come on. And, you know, in reality, surely they need the word in D.C. You know? So here's Paul. He's going to, he's right in D.C. He goes, no. He, he said, he said, Jesus would not allow them to. So this is the second time going to the second place. And Paul says, I'm ready. I'm fired up. Sure. He says, no, no. The Spirit would not allow them to. He's saying, Paul, this is not your Jericho. This is somebody else's Jericho. Let them have it. I got you going someplace. But God, what about these people? Let me worry about these people. I'm telling you about these people. See? Now, this is what I think this is helpful for us. <laughs> I have one guy, pastor says, you come up and you just feel like you don't have a word for something. He, to, for, <laughs> you come to someone and you just feel like you don't have a word for them. He goes, don't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. He says, you, you do what God leads you to do. Now, we're wanting to speak and we're with, but we're being a, paying attention to what God's doing in our life. So the Spirit will not let him speak at D.C. So they passed by D.C. and they went to Baltimore. During the night, Paul had a vision in Baltimore of a man in Pennsylvania. And the man in Pennsylvania was begging him, come over to Pennsylvania and help us. Now see what happened. He went to two places. Don't speak. Don't speak. And he gets to speak here. See? Speak here. Why did the Israelites attack Jericho? God told them to. See? Why do we speak when we're in our situation? How we know God tells us to. See, we incorporate, God is incorporating everything about our being. He's working the whole picture together, and he's given us specific things to do, and he's called the church out to do it, and he scattered the church all over the world. And each person in the church says, God, where is my Jericho? Where's my Jericho? So, and then, and here Paul says, come over. So he's been told twice not to talk, and he says, now, he has a vision, come over to Pennsylvania and speak. And then it says, Paul, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to Pennsylvania, went. Brothers and sisters, this is helpful. There's, you know, things in our Christian life, we have a, no clue what's going on. But the thing we need to have a clue going is understand that God is telling us something. Be ready to share the good news in any time, you know, but also paying attention to what God is doing because he is moving and opening doors at a time and putting us where we're supposed to be. People say, where am I supposed to be? Well, first of all, wherever you're at, <laughs> that's, that's where you're supposed to be. And you're supposed to be there until God calls you and says, no, this is your Jericho. This is your Jericho. But we're being immersed in the Word. God says, I mean, we're walking with We're keeping in step with the Lord. Don't speak here. Speak here. See? All we're doing is keeping in step. So it's really spiritual. I mean, I read this as while I was talking. I think sometimes sharing the gospel in situations is, is not what God wants you to do, and you're really messing up what He's doing. I went, <laughs> this is, don't want to get too far. I went and had a procedure done. <laughs> well, so it's nice. 
doctors were nice. Everybody's in there. So they're talking to me nice. And, and so this lady came in. Really, she's funny. She's really funny. And so she makes a comment that she had a, well, I'll just make another religion. And the guy was there, and he's a really great Swedish guy. So he's real, real nice. And he had memorized this certain book, you know, of his religion. And he says he did everything he is supposed to do, except he didn't follow the directions for him to come and have this procedure, you know. And so I just told her, I said, well, I says, I haven't memorized the Bible but I've come prepared for the procedure. I'm doing exactly what you said. So I was just being funny. thought it was. And she said, well, which version of the Bible would you memorize? There's so many of them. There's so many opinions, you know. So which one did you memorize? I said, I just picked one, liked it. See, God said, don't, that's, this is not the time to share the gospel all right this is you know just take that move on you know see now i could have shared it like that i would have messed up the you know i mean it would i could have totally irritated because she was actually irritated when i mentioned the bible now this other thing didn't irritate her but me joking about not memorizing the bible was an irritation to her but now the reason why am i bringing that up Somebody, you should have told her and you should have... You, no, I should not have. And I said before the Lord, that was not the place. That was not my Jericho. And somebody else's Jericho. See, it's wisdom. It's wisdom. But, you know, it, I like to share. You know, I want to talk. But you, guys, you want God to go before you. You want God to open the way. Opens the doors. He closed the door. This is what he did, this is what he did here to Paul. Now, I had to speed up, taking a little hand. So, after we've been sent on our way by the Holy Spirit, we need to keep following the Holy Spirit. God may close the door and direct us someplace else. He does that. And He may do that. His ways are higher than our ways. Okay. <clears throat> there were plenty of cities for Joshua to attack. Joshua attacked Jericho because God told him to attack Jericho. The Holy Spirit told Paul not to go to Asia and preach. Then later he told him to go to Macedonia, the kingdom in the kingdom. We must hear God and do what God says. Jesus himself listened and obeyed. Therefore, we should do the same. How many of you know that Jesus listened and obeyed? He goes, I only do what the Father tells me. Well, I thought Jesus or God knew everything. He is in human form. He only did what the Father told him. He listened in a way. Hey, man, let's, guys, we get the 12 over here, we'll heal this guy. You know, we'll put up a poster. Heal this guy. You know? No. He goes in. God goes, you need to heal this guy. I've prepared him. And Jesus goes and heals him. That's how Jesus operated. See? And so, uh, look at John five nineteen, And Jesus said, Jesus said, Verily, truly, I tell you, the Son of Man, the Son, can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his Father doing. The Son cannot do anything by himself. And yet we think we can? Think we can? We're going to pull this off, you know? And just, Jesus is going to just be tickled pink, you know, because we pulled this thing off. You know? But Jesus, 
Jesus said, I don't do anything by myself. He can't. We can't. Now, here's what Jesus says to us. That's, again, it's all tied in to Jericho. If God hadn't told the Israelites to take Jericho, they couldn't have took it. They took it because he told them. Look at John 15.5. Now, here's this is a short verse. This is one you should memorize. This is one you should put on your refrigerator. You know, this is a powerful verse. John 15.5. Jesus said, now who said this? Jesus said, Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. <laughs> I mean, there it is. Paul said, I'm, listen, these people need Christ. And they, I'm going in, you know, you're not hearing this. Would that ministry have been a success? No, see, you can't do anything without me. And I'm telling you, I got a place for you to go. And it's not here. It's, it's, it's not here. Apart from me, you can do nothing. My little example of Elon Musk. <laughs> he said, hey, Elon, just let you know. Apart from me, you can do nothing before God. And the little janitor in the hospital, you know, hey, buddy, I just want to let you know, don't just go in here and, you know, trying to evangelize someplace there. That, Apart from me, you can do nothing. The way both of these people work, the way we work, is that God speaks to us, our specific situation, uniquely for us, and we obey, and then he opens the heavens and moves powerfully because he's already given us the obstacle. See, remember Jericho? He says, I've already given this to you. See, he's already given us the obstacle. Now listen to me and now walk into it. Now walk into it. Now, you know, facing, we need to face our Jericho. We need to be powerful. Therefore, we need to hear. We need to hear. Now, in my, and by the way, I didn't mention to Woods to put the Bibles on the back, but he must have been paying to the Holy Spirit. Also, you know, because I have this, but here, when you say, how do we hear? The, in my opinion, the number one way to hear is to immerse ourselves in the Bible. See, I didn't tell what I was going to put in it. That's good. That's the number one to hear from the Lord. Immerse ourselves in the Bible. And what will happen, the story is there of Jericho, Joshua and Jericho. The story is there. But what also happens is we read the Bible, we will see that God will speak to us through that Bible. And what we'll see is that it will be just like words jump off the page. Or that something just burns within us. You know, that, what is that? He's speaking to us through the Scripture. He's alive. And the Bible is God's Word, and so He'll specifically speak to us. And so we need to understand that. And then our, another thing is we... Um, another thing that we will... Well, before I say that, the disciples gave the perfect example, okay, of this. You read the Word, that's Jesus' Word. It's speaking to us, Holy Spirit speaking. Jump off the page, burn within us. And there's something that God's speaking specifically to us. And look what the men to Emmaus, after Jesus was crucified, he's resurrected, and so they're walking along with Jesus. They don't know it's Jesus. And then all of a sudden they have dinner with him, and he just, just disappears, and they say, oh, man. And then they said this. We're not, Luke 24, 32, were not our hearts burning within us while he 
talked to us on the road and opened the Scripture. He talked to us and he opened the Scriptures. See? He immerses himself in the Bible and he talks to us and he'll open the Scripture. Burn with our heart. Things will come off the page. And all of a sudden we're walking in the Spirit and he's telling us about our Jerichos and what to do, how to deal with those Jerichos. And we're falling behind God and supernatural things are happening around us because we really don't have that much to do with it. Really don't. For the church and every believer today, our heart, this I'm making this an absolute, not even maybe. For the church and every believer today, our hearts will burn within us while he talks with us and opens the scripture. That's who the church is. It will happen. It will happen. Now I'm gonna just highlight it's just I think God speaks to us in a variety of ways. He really does speak to us in, in a variety of ways. And, you know, you hear people say, I want to do something, but I just had to check. See? Even people that don't believe that Jesus speaks today believe this. This one, I've heard people that don't believe Jesus. Oh, I just don't do it. I just had to check not to do it. You know, well, that's God, the Holy Spirit. Going, no, <laughs> don't say nothing. You know, when I said, you know, for my procedure and that lady made her comment, you know, it was, I had a lot to say to her. It's just a check. No, it's not the time. See, or there may be a prompting. We need to do it. There's a prompting. There's a prompting. Um, Or, you know, and sometimes um, God will just bring thoughts to your mind. You ever get stuck on something? He's, oh, my God. And he'll just bring it to your mind. And, oh, wow. You know. What's Holy Spirit? He says, no, I'll help you. I'll give you the answer specifically and uniquely for what you're looking at. Don't go, oh, man, I'm smart. Mm, I got that one. <laughs> He's, no, oh, thank you, Jesus. See? And two, when you have those thoughts, it will be almost like your own thought. Like you don't have this thought, you know, in, <laughs> you know, in Spanish. <laughs> no. Now, if you're Spanish, you'll have the thought in Spanish, you know. And when God speaks to me, you know, he sounds like he's from Alabama. <laughs> I mean, I just go down, I just tell you. Okay. He speaks to how you can understand and what you're used to, you know. I mean, I love the King's English, you know, like that. We had John here visiting. I just love to hear John talk, you know. You know, he talked correctly. I think that how God would talk the king's english you know. and i mean he sounds like he's from alabama when he talks to me but but the point of it is he speaks in our thought what we understand but he's bringing something uniquely to mind and we know it's something we didn't know before and he gave it to us and said, that must be the lord leading me in that see god speaks to us amen see all these ways god is again Brother, crappy little don't insert yourself into the scripture. Yes, you do. Understand the whole thing, but insert yourself in. This is the word of God, and it guides us in this crazy, crazy world. And of course, anything a thought that the Lord brings to mind, and I'm sure it'll be totally consistent with scripture. Amen. You know, I've shared this with you before. You know, I'll share something. And, you know, and, and I'll add, and like a story comes up. Just, yeah. 
And I pause and like that, I don't know if that's from the Lord or not. You know, is it consistent with Scripture? And I'll make it, well, I think it will benefit in the speaking, and I think God can use it, so I'll take it as from you, Lord, and I will share it, you know. But I'm kind of processing because I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And every once in a while, you know, and Linda will help me. She goes, why did you say that? It's like, okay. Shit, that wasn't from Jesus, but I thought it was funny. Anyway, okay. So, but anyway, so but to understand the dynamic that we have as a church and be encouraged what we have in, as the church. And now, like anything else, when we exercise something, we grow in it. We get stronger in it. You exercise, you work with, and you get, and it comes easier and you're more alert and you grow in it. If you don't use it, then you become spiritual, you know, weak and flabby and you really don't hear anything. God's talking, but you haven't developed a capacity to hear. See? So you just keep working and these things grow. These things grow as you go. Now, here we are. God is working. We have a person. I'm going to close with this verse. And it's like we want to insert ourselves into this scripture. All right, insert this whole thing with Jericho. Keep in the step with the Spirit. Ephesians 2.22. And in Christ, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by His Spirit. God said, insert yourself, because I'm inserting myself into your situation. I pray. Lord, I just thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your love. And Lord, I, you know, I thank you that you do care for us, and you are our teacher. And Lord, we just give you all the praise and honor. And Lord, I, I know that you hold every one of us dear, and you're speaking to every single one of us and for us just go for your prayerfully prayerfully so lord open my mind open my mind may hear from you and lord we have to be honest it's going to be really really difficult to hear from you if we never open your word if we never open your word it's going to be very very difficult to ever hear from you and so i just encourage everyone to open the word and to just hear from you. Not read it, just hear from you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, amen.